You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hawksworth. That's all I have to say to that. And Ed Egros. We will do the work for you. On the BetQL Network. Happy Thursday, one and all. Welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth, all with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Ian Harditz of MB Fantasy Life has his favorite prop plays for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. But first, there is coaching news that we need to get to. And if you guys can uh, humor me for just one second, because when I was looking at uh, said coaching news from yesterday, the only reaction that I really could have had that I can best describe uh, as articulately as possible is... Mike McCarthy is staying on as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. He did have one more year left on his contract with three straight 12-win seasons, but two home playoff losses in that span. Jerry Jones posted an announcement about staying put. Quote, there is great benefit to continuing the team's progress under Mike's leadership. Joe, what's your reaction to this news? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joe muted. Good Lord. Um, (laughs) It'll sound better than my actual voice. Um, Maybe the Cowboys... (laughs) led to this voice with all the laughter going on over the weekend, which has continued all week until this, uh, this news yesterday. What do you want? Like you clearly don't want a Super Bowl. J- Jerry will deny that all day, but in no game, do you look at it and say, we have a schematic advantage with Mike McCarthy that he's going to take us over the top. He's going to take our town to the next level. That's just not the case. Now there are a few guys out there that will elevate your team. We all know McCarthy's not that guy. Jerry thinks he is, or he doesn't care about a Super Bowl, and they're making a ton of money, he doesn't care. Whatever it is, it's a loser mentality by right now a loser organization when it really counts. Yeah, I mean, it just felt like same old, same old. My initial reaction was Jane Slater, who covers the Cowboys for NFL Network. She's a friend of mine. I saw her, you know, reacting to it, breaking news. I'll be going live, this and that. I'm thinking, that's a tough look. Like, I would not even want to do one live shot talking about Mike McCarthy coming back. Like, (laughs) that's just so depressing, right? And you know everyone is going to want to hear from her, So you know, the beat reporters about it. And it's just like, oh, man, more of this? That was my immediate reaction. I'm with you, Joe. Like, how how can Jerry Jones think this is a good move? Gosh, I'm thinking get rid of McCarthy, Dak, everything. Start, start looking at some major pieces and replacing them and rebuilding it now. I mean, you do have some good pieces in place, but I think changes needed to be made. 
So, so you do hope Jane Slater is uh, handsomely compensated for her work because she deserves it after what she yeah. has to do. Is that the uh, moral of the story, Erin? Exactly. Aaron? exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> I... Okay, general thoughts in terms of, you know, football, orga organizational health and all of that stuff. I do believe in stability for the most part. Like, if you mm -hmm. are on the fence when it comes to firing your head coach, it's best not to do it just because, first off, you may find someone who's worse or is a worse fit than what you have currently. So it's not just, okay, make a change for change sake unless you have someone who's really, really bad. Like if you're in Urban Meyer territory, absolutely you need to make a change because anybody's going to be better. But I get the idea that, okay, stability is a good thing. One more year on the deal. The players seem to like him. Dak seems to like him and really vouched for him after the game on Sunday. I get all of that. That makes total sense to me. And I think nine times out of 10, I would agree with the notion of keeping your head coach if it involves the resume that Mike McCarthy has. I think where I disagree and why this might be this 10% situation here is only because for you to win and for you to make it to the Super Bowl, you do have to do some high variance things. Like maybe you need to hire a super young head coach, but an unbelievable play caller with a super small sample size. Maybe you need to find somebody who, okay, maybe they had a tough go at a previous stop, but they've learned a heck of a lot. I mean, it's kind of like the Mike McCarthy archetype, but at least someone who actually did follow through with what they said in terms of charting every play, talking to PFF, learning about analytics, all that stuff, and actually applying those tools to what is actually going on on Sundays. And for the most part, we haven't seen those things. And so I look at this and go, this is kind of same old, same old. This is what Jerry Jones does. He doesn't like to fire his head coaches, especially if they showcase their loyalty so publicly, which he has done, Mike McCarthy has. But at the same time, I look at this and go, you've got to take some risks if you're going to win this thing. And the playoffs in the NFL, like someone was saying, well, you know, the playoffs, they are a crapshoot, so you can't really hold that against the Cowboys. Absolutely you can. They were outcoached. They were outcoached. That defense was ill-prepared for what the Packers were going to do. They could not decimate a Joe Barry coach defense. To me, that says coaching, it's not as good there as it is in other places. And so you have to make a change so that you can prove to everybody that you are in it to win it. And right now they aren't. Yeah, I mean, I've tried to be fair about it because on one hand, I didn't like the McCarthy hire to begin with. I hated it, mm -hmm. right? Um, but like, how do we look at it in baseball? Well, you just want to be in the dance. Give me another spin of the wheel. And the difference is there's series in baseball and this is 60 minutes. You're one game. So I'm trying to be fair. Like, should we look at it more in that way? But again, two wildcard exits, a divisional round exit. You got to the divisional round. Why? Cause you were lucky enough to face a below 500 Tampa Bay team in the playoffs. So like four four chances you've had, you're not advancing the team. Like, yay, we could score a bunch of points in the regular season against bad teams. Who cares? Who cares? What are you going to do against Shanahan, McVay? Now with the Lions are built up on both sides of the ball. They're not going to be with those teams. And you blew a golden opportunity in the division with everything going wrong in Philadelphia. I think they're going to get things back on track. 
I mean, it's also the player's fault, you know, I think as well. Dak didn't have his best game. The defense wasn't the same. There's just so, there's a lot of fingers to point in this situation. I don't think it's all on McCarthy, but they've got to figure this out because obviously the coaches weren't getting the players prepared. Everything involving that Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. And we're talking about LaFleur, Shanahan, all of these guys. They have evolved the game beyond what Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn can do. Now, I'm not saying Dan Quinn shouldn't be a head coach somewhere else. Like, there's there's a lot more to it than just coaching a defense. So get that out of the way. But when it comes to how to stop a Shanahan-like offense or someone who is part of that generation, I think the game has passed by the Cowboys in a lot of ways. And so you got to keep up with these things. And so when it comes to stability, yes, I get it. And I do get that there is a little bit of variance when it comes to the playoffs, but this was a team that you should have beaten by at least a touchdown and you didn't, you lost badly. And my concern is that football in general will continue to evolve without Mike McCarthy and company, that things are going to continue to look archaic. And to me, I look at playoff performances and I think that's the time when it comes to the ceiling and this is what this is all about, right? Like it's arguing about the ceiling. What is the best the Cowboys can achieve? And if it's just getting to the divisional round, then you need to make a change. Because if Dak Prescott really is the guy, if you really believe he's the quarterback and he can make it to the Super Bowl, then you need to put him in the best position to win. And I don't feel like the Cowboys are doing that. And it's interesting because when we're talking about the Eagles and Nick Sirianni, who hasn't met with Jeffrey Lurie yet, still figuring out yeah. what that future is going to look like, despite the fact that the Eagles absolutely crashed and burned at the end of the regular season and then in the playoffs. At the same time, I go, are you guys really worried that football in general is going to evolve beyond the Eagles? Like, it's one thing to, quote unquote, lose the locker room. It's another thing for football to pass you by and you not being prepared for it. I look at the Eagles at being, being a really analytically driven franchise. And right. if Sirianni is still there, at least that gives you a puncher's chance of keeping up with whatever football becomes next season, Joe. This is what would bother me if I'm a Cowboys fan. Mm -hmm. The history of Jerry. And normally when people say the history of Jerry, they think, oh, he's going to fire guys like crazy. And that's not what he did. My point would be on the history of Jerry is he wants guys that he can control. Like look at the names he brings in time after time if it's not mccarthy guy desperate for a job nobody else is looking to hire him it's jason garrett it's campo gailey switzer like aside from parcells all guys he can control and maybe the control is what he cares more about than the actual ring which he's hoping that in some world maybe he can get both hold the control and get the ring but that's what would really bother me that he doesn't want one of these top three guys. And, you know, it kind of has, do you want to put Vrabel up there? That's for debate. If I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, I don't think this happened, but what if he knows he wasn't getting one of those guys, then can you justify it? If I, I know I'm not getting Belichick, I'm not getting Carol. If he comes back, I'm not getting Harbaugh. I'm not getting Vrabel. 
if those if those guys have plans right now, if that's kind of set, it's just not T's crossed, I's dotted, is it worth it if you're going to get the fourth or fifth best guy out there and you're the Cowboys? Yeah, or is he just afraid, like, publicly what it's going to look like if, A, he can't land a better coach, or, B, it doesn't work out and he's getting older and wants to win a Super Bowl, and maybe he's just kind of like, well, you know, in terms of marketing and we're still America's mm-hmm. team, we're making money, like, maybe he's just not interested in putting that energy into taking those kind of risks that Ed was talking about, you know? Like, maybe he's just kind of like, I'm getting older, let's just run it back, we're close enough, because doing like an overhaul might just be too much for where he's at in this stage of his life. And, and see, that's interesting because I would think given Jerry Jones's age, that it would be sort of the opposite reaction where you would be likelier to get a different head coach in there, a different voice in that locker room. And maybe you don't make just a, a ton of player decisions. Like you still keep Dak mm-hmm. Prescott. You, you still keep, you know, your key skill players, the ones fans are buying jerseys for all of that stuff. I would, I would have thought, and this is why I thought Mike McCarthy was going to go was, okay, you got to win a Super Bowl. You're running out of time and the leash is a good bit shorter for McCarthy and company than it would normally be. That's how I thought it was going to be coming in. Turns out that wasn't the case. And, you know, to an extent, like, I don't think Jerry Jones is satisfied, not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, And for some reason, he felt compelled to have a press release letting everyone know that Mike McCarthy is still the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, which I find interesting. Like it's not weird in terms of things Jerry Jones does, but it's Mm -hmm. weird in terms of the rest of the national football league. This is not a common thing to have a press release to say, yep, he's still our guy. Yep. I think he's the best guy for, for one more year. It's like, well then don't, you know, don't have the rumors swirling for a few days, like squash it right here and now. Otherwise you're going to sort of damage his reputation. Maybe it can be rectified in some way, but still though, like it's, it is problematic to have to doubt things so publicly and have to block out additional noise. And you already do. Yep. Yeah. That, that is strange, but I guess, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you, what do you do? You leak it to a Rappaport or a Schefter instead that he's staying yes. like, I guess, yeah. I guess that's the other option, but like everybody was waiting on this and everybody, right. was, I, I was shocked. I really was like this, this has shocked me more than anything we've seen any firing, any hiring so far. It's early. We haven't seen most of them yet, but mm-hmm. I thought it was a done deal. Like I thought the debate over it was silly. I'm like, it's over. It's done. He put himself in the fire line, got rid of Kellen Moore. It's all on me. And he has a first uh, wild card exit as a touchdown favorite. Like I'm, I'm very surprised with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a few seconds I'm left. Go ahead, it go just seems like in line with what the Cowboys <laughs> would do. I wasn't at, I was more mm-hmm. surprised that it sounds like Sirianni could stay than I was McCarthy, but maybe I'm in the minority with that. Well, and that's the question I wanted to ask you guys is with this McCarthy decision, does that change your minds as far as Nick Sirianni's future and that maybe some organizations prefer the stability? No, I think it's more likely that he's gone because now they're not in competition with the Cowboys for for a coach they want. Mm. That's fair. What do you think, Aaron? I, from what I was reading, maybe I'm looking too far into the tea leaves. I think he's staying and they're trying to find new coordinators. 
Could be. Again? <laughs> yes, Just right. that's what yeah. I think is yeah. going to happen. They're both clown organizations right now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The whole thing is a clown. Pat Mahomes is embracing the challenge of his first road playoff game in his career. How in the world has this happened? Just goes to show how successful the Chiefs have been over the first, over the last few years as Pat Mahomes will go to Buffalo and take on the Bills in the divisional round. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And now it's time to talk some playoff props. Who will finish the playoffs as the passing leader, the rushing leader, and the receiving leader? And what I find interesting in terms of what BetMGM is telling us as far as what the public is doing with individual game props, I think there may be some kind of a correlation when it comes to game props and playoff leader props. And I want to talk about C.J. Stroud here because in the Texans-Ravens game, the most bet on prop per BetMGM is that Stroud will go over 240 and a half passing yards he currently ranks sixth among quarterbacks with 274 passing yards third among quarterbacks still standing and right now aaron i'm seeing an 18 to 1 for stroud to finish as the passing leader is that a bet you are interested in wow is that for the entire playoffs or just the division around for for the entire playoffs Playoffs. seven to one yeah Okay, so for a division round, I was looking at division round. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess if you think the Texans are going to go far, because if you're going to look for entire playoffs, then you've got to factor in who do you also think is going to be <laughs> playing in the most games, and they're big, they're big dogs, right? So that's that's tough. Um, I'm already invested in Texans Super Bowl future, so I would to- definitely stay away from that if you already bet them to go far in the playoffs as a team i just don't think there's enough value there um but maybe for the division round i would look there because if they are playing from behind that is something to look at now you are going up against the ravens who have the best defense and there could be some weather i think this could also be um a big ground game for both of these teams if there is some weather issues in baltimore so I, I'm going to be honest, when I was looking at the passing yards leader, I think it's a tough market. You've got some really good quarterbacks who are still left standing, and I'm thinking this is a tough one to pinpoint right now. Yeah, so, so the guys that grab my attention are probably guys that aren't going to be there much longer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. players in great matchups, and then like you look at it, okay, how many games do I need? It's like, oh, man, this is – it's probably going to be an early exit. Uh, I'm guessing we'll talk about Mike Evans a whole bunch the next couple of days. Like he's oh, in a great yeah. spot this weekend, but mm-hmm. do the Bucks have to be in the Super Bowl for him to be the receiving leader? Probably. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I I think they don't have to be in the Super Bowl because let's say they upset the Lions, then they get a third okay. game. Whereas your one seeds only play three games, right? So in terms of the number of opportunities, they can upset the Lions, lose to, say, the 49ers, and Mike Evans can still very well finish as the receiving leader. So in in that aspect, any team from the wildcard round that makes it to a third game certainly can do this. Mm -hmm. But he only had 48 yards on Monday. Mm -hmm. So he's got a lot of people to jump to get right. to get there. 
So can, can he go that far in two games? Like right now he's what, 130 some behind Puka like, mm-hmm. in, in your one game in. So can you also only play two more games and then still have such a lead? You know, the good part is, okay, Puka's out, Dobbs is second. Is he going to be done after this weekend? Most likely. Devontae's out. Mm-hmm. That's your top three right now. Like Lamb's fifth. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of this makes me think that maybe you can find value in the, in the guys that have not played yet. Sure. No, I, and I'm glad you brought that up uh, because yeah. like specifically if we're looking at like the receiving leader, I look at the 49ers and I say, okay, who is this passing offense going to go through? I personally believe it's going to be Brandon Ayuk. I, I, yes, Samuel's great. Kittle's great. All these other, mm-hmm. you know, ancillary guys are wonderful. But to me, Brandon Ayuk really is wide receiver one, and he hasn't played yet. And when it comes to the NFC, I think especially because the Cowboys lost. Like, I know, you know, we're all besmirching Dallas, and that's fine. You know, in many ways, they deserve it. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I go, that makes the path to the Super Bowl even easier for San Francisco. Not that they won't have to pass a lot, and they do that anyway. You know, even Christian McCaffrey will be a pass catcher a good bit when he's out there. But I do look at this and say, they're going to try and have like three, four passing touchdowns a game here. And some of those may be chunk plays. Some of those may be explosives. And to me, the likeliest candidate, as far as that's concerned, will be Brandon Ayuk. And you can get him at 10 to 1. He dominates the Niners and team air yard share. And if they're going to have three games, and that's going to be just as many as most anyone else. Yeah. Ayuk fifth favorite for this weekend. Um, Mike Evans, division around leader. I like mm-hmm. that. You can find him nine yeah, to one. I love that. that that's a good price. Ceiling yeah. for Evans is very high, and that's that's important as well. Like here's here's a receiver that we often forget about. Yet you know, even though he didn't have a monster wild card game, like he's probably due for positive regression. We know how high that ceiling is. And so I'm with you guys. Like, I think that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, When it comes to, say, passing leader, uh, first off, I just love the creativity in this market, right? Like, when you're trying to figure out paths and all that fun stuff, like, is there another upset in the works? And maybe you start with that conversation. Is there a team that can upset a one seed or can upset uh, the, the better seed on the road? I still look at the Buccaneers and I'm curious. Like, you know, dabbling at plus 220 on that money line, like it would be an interesting call, not one I'm against. We had Brad Spielberger on yesterday, and he likes sprinkling a little on that money line. But that's plus 220. Baker Mayfield to be the passing leader is seven to one. And to me, regardless of game script, if the Buccaneers do upset Detroit, it will be because Mayfield had a monster outing, and he may have to go nuclear in which he can do that. But if he does, I don't think anybody else can catch him at that point because he'll have that third game. Even if he has a bad third game, I think that's a large enough sample size for him to go way over this mark. And it's also sort of a quasi Mike Evans play as well. Someone we all agree could finish as the weekend's receiving leader, but he will also have to go nuclear, which he can. He's capable of doing that. I think Mayfield at seven to one is a good look here, guys. He's already the leader of the quarterback still alive. He's your leader. Okay, so would you rather do Baker 7-1 to entire playoffs or 6-1 to this weekend? 
Mm. I think six to one this weekend. Six to one this weekend. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Yeah, because it's. I mean, if they lose this game, then they will only have two games, and then someone will have three and be able to surpass them. Like, I'm not expecting like a Dak Prescott like performance where there's 400 yards involved, a lot of it in garbage time. Like, I don't necessarily think any of these offense. Who would it be though? Who do you think it would be? The Texans, maybe Stroud. I'm no. I was saying Baker could do that. Lose the game against a bad defense, high scoring game, garbage time. And and mm-hmm. he's your leader in a loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the weekend, for for sure. So then, like, let's say it's four hundred that gets him up to seven thirty seven for the playoffs. Do you see a quarterback getting past say seven thirty seven? Like, you know, if Jared Goff makes a run, or you know, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, one of those. I do you think, think they Purdy. can get past seven thirty seven three games? Yeah, I think Purdy can. It's, yeah. Especially with the matchup he's starting with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I am as well. I, I do think yeah. that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, it, it is interesting, though, again, going back to some BetMGM insights for the Packers 49ers uh, game. Brock Purdy, uh, under 30 and a half passing attempts. That is something the public really, really likes. They do believe the ball is going to be in Christian McCaffrey's mitts a lot in this game. And it may be something where because of game script, they're just going to blow him out of the water and then try and get this game done as quickly as possible. That seems to be what the public believes. But at the same time, I go like, yes, the 49ers can blow him out of the water. I do think that's possible. But I also think they could be passing a lot, even with a lead, even with, say, a two-touchdown lead in the second half. Wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of bomb, and that's kind of what we remember as the dagger, uh, you know, so to speak. So, you know, this is one where I think you have to get really creative here, guys. For me, personally, I just think I'm forcing it with the quarterbacks. Like, even with Baker, Mm -hmm. I'd rather just bet Mike Evans to be the leader in receiving this weekend at plus 850. You're getting more value there. Um, I just think any of these quarterbacks, like, maybe not Lamar, um, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. A lot of these, I think the quarterback one is tough to figure out. Mm -hmm. The rushing is really interesting because two – Two, three, and four Buffalo KC guys. Because Josh Allen's in there as far as mm-hmm. overall. Uh, mm-hmm. Rashad White is fifth. Big underdog this weekend. Aaron Jones first. Big underdog this weekend. Singletary six. Big underdog this weekend. So <laughs> it's going to be really interesting how um, how the rushing leader shakes out. Yeah, it is. And... You know, I think as far as like the total playoffs, when I look at, say, Christian McCaffrey being the leader at plus 155, like I'm not opposed to betting on the favorites in some of these markets just because like, look, it's a matter of value. Like Christian McCaffrey has a 60% chance of being the rushing leader and plus 155 is what you're offering me. Yes, I'm going to take it. But my concern, and, and I know this sounds a little morbid, but are there injury concerns that we've just forgotten about when it comes to McCaffrey? Like this is someone who has been healthy for the most part all season long. And that's been great. And last Mm -hmm. year he's been healthy and and that's what the 49ers really need. But before that, you know, he did get nicked up a good bit and he is a running back and he's a high usage running back as well. I do wonder when it comes to just the nature of the position, 
no matter how great the running back is, that plus 155 is not going to offer value for the entire playoffs. Meanwhile, no. yeah, yeah, Joe, it, it, it's something where I think you got to get, get a little bit more creative here than just taking the favorite. Um, what is, what's the number on Pacheco for the entire playoffs? For this weekend, he's third favorite. Mm-hmm. For the entire playoffs, I am saying plus 480, second shortest, or tied for second mm-hmm. shortest with James Cook. Okay, I thought it'd be a better number because that's a guy that if you think they're going to win this weekend, he could have a lot of opportunities. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. this weekend set up for a Pacheco game if they want it to be. I don't, that's always a question with the, with the Chiefs coaching staff. So you actually get better numbers on Pacheco this weekend. So, like, with rushing, if you have a strong opinion on the winner of KC Buffalo, I would take the running back on the winning side. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you think the Bills are going to win, I think James Cook or Josh Allen are going to be in a great spot to take that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that approach James makes Cook. a good bit of sense. Yeah, Aaron. Plus 750. <laughs> You're getting some pretty good uh-huh. value on him. Sure. For sure. Could it be a quarterback for the playoffs? Like a Lamar Jackson at 16-1, Josh Allen also at 16-1? Could it be one sure. of those quarterbacks? Absolutely. I mean, Josh Allen is in the mix right now after one game. Mm-hmm. That, that was Paul's bet before the playoffs, too. So You know, so, yes. He could gonna, abs- I am interested to see how the Texans do uh, defensively stopping the run against the Ravens. Cause obviously we know, you know, D'Amico Ryan's defensive guy, but the Texans rank six in rush yards allowed per game. Um, mm-hmm. So they're not too bad at stopping the run. It, it's not too bad, but do, are the Ravens that much better at being creative with their run looks and disguising things that look like pass, but turn out to be a run like, I think talent is one thing, but I, I'm curious if it's also scheme and being prepared to stop the run. Like if, say, there are a lot of RPOs run, something like that, if, say, they're just ill-prepared and this defense that is capable of stopping the run just gets gashed a lot because the Ravens are that much smarter than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they probably have, in terms of the run game, they're you know very strong. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying you know, Texans do defend it very well. There, That's what I'm really interested in the divisional round with. There are a lot of matchups where, okay, you have teams that are either pass funnel or where the advantage is rushing. So are those mm-hmm. teams going to lean into that a little bit? I think it's going to be fascinating. We never go into games trying to hope to win. We go into games expecting to win. So we don't act like that. You know, we expect to win. We don't jump up and down like like we won a national championship. We sure don't step on anyone's home court deal and act crazy and try to show them up in any way. We don't do that. You know, so that's what I was angry about. And I was letting those guys know you don't do that. You know, you guys won. Hey, we shake, you know, shake your hand, tip our hat to you. But we're not going to let you act that way in our building. You're not going to do that. You're not going to put your horns down and do all that nonsense. Stop crying and do better. Thank exactly you. win yeah. the game, Rodney Terry. I I I get like you gotta 
be classy and you don't want to do anything. You, you got to teach these young men how to win and be classy and professional. But at the same time, like the hook'em horns <clears throat> thing does get annoying and they like to show off. So like, why not do a little horn sound? I should have volunteered to do crosstalk and just, I would have been all up on Jenks doing it this morning. Wow. You know? Phrasing. <laughs> I'm a brat. I'm all for it. I don't have a problem. And they they were huge dogs. Like, let the young men celebrate a win. I'm going to let the BetQL Network Civil War. Yeah. Person, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Jake? Yeah, right. And are you yeah, pro no. or anti horns down? Because I am all in on the horns down. Like, you, sorry, you did this to yourselves. It's like wearing the star mm-hmm. in, in Dallas. Like, you guys think you're great. Hook them horns, all this blah, 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 BS. Horns down. Win a game. Win a game. And by the way, even if you don't like it, don't go crying to the media for your entire postgame press conference. Like, what a baby move. Just crazy stupid. I want to be objective here. I want to make absolutely sure that I am giving UT the benefit <laughs> of the doubt because I think they deserve it. They, they've had it really rough for a long time. For those who are just listening, I have the horns down while I'm saying all of this. I mean, look, here's the thing. In terms of the power the University of Texas has over the rest of us, not just in sports, but in life in general, you guys remember back in 2019 when the Big 12 Conference declared horns down an unsportsmanlike penalty? This has been going on for years now. And if Texas didn't have that much clout, then this wouldn't have been a big deal. But the fact that they have this much power, that's why people celebrate taking you down because you put yourself on this pedestal you have proclaimed to the rest of the country we are powerful we've got alumni we have boosters we've got all this money all that stuff like everybody is just saying like everybody loves taking you down a peg because people love taking the man down a peg that's how this works it's not specific just to ut like if they had beaten yukon the defending national champion they would have gone crazy. Had they beaten Kansas, they would have gone crazy. Texas is no different in that regard because of just how powerful they are. So in a way, I would consider it more of a compliment that they would exert this much energy to giving the horns down and caring so much for beating a program that has not won a national championship in men's basketball. You're muted, Paul. I do think... It's going around. Uh, I do think uh, I just kind of ripped the head coach a little bit, but I'm sure the comms guy was like, hey, so, you know, might mean a lot to the board if maybe you attack this horns down thing. I mean, how much like all these like we saw what happened with Shaka. Like, again, these like you said, the power dynamic at Texas is absurd. That's where this all comes from. So he knows Mm -hmm. he knows who's signing his check. So he's got to defend the honor of texas obviously exactly that's what this is all about some rich people who have too much time on their hands who are too sensitive and you got to make the coaches and all the employees know that you got to defend the horns etc etc uh it's it's sad it's just sad but that's what they do 
there was a lot Sensitive going on in people. college basketball. Like Bobby Hurley with ASU, he was all upset. What did he get? A bunch of texts. He was mad at the refs. Like they lost. Like mm-hmm. these coaches are losing their cool right now. So <laughs> Hurleys are angry when they wake up in the morning. Like I, those guys are out of their minds. That That's just genetic, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And then you had LeBron. Did you see that? He's trying to watch his son. And he's trying to answer mm. questions. Like, that was funny last night as well. Todd well, Bowles, meanwhile. Sorry. Yeah. Apparently, he ripped the yeah. Eagles, too. Shut up, LeBron. Anyway, go ahead. We don't, we hey. don't need LeBron's takes on every sport. Right. At least I don't. I'm good. I, I go to Todd LeBron Bowles. for my hockey takes. <laughs> yeah. He probably has some, I'm sure. Reporter oh, yeah. U.S. So we all know Detroit does not play football outside, but apparently there was a reporter who was a bit confused. I'm thinking that a local news reporter was sent to ask this question, but uh, someone asked Todd Bowles how he plans to handle the weather. We don't have the sound, but we can react because there wasn't much to to play for you guys except just (sighs) awkward. We need we need to address what is happening in our like show preview chat right now. Detroit comes up and Joe just flips the camera on so immediately. Like, <laughs> what is this stuff. about to be? Lion stuff. Oh, we gotta mute Joe now. And now he's muted. Oh, that's right. He's coming back. No, that's fine. All right, what do you got, uh, sorry. Joe? No, I don't got nothing. I was just monitoring. I was just sitting here. <laughs> um, you, I. Are it was so correspondent. Funny. It was so funny. That reporter, like, yes, the lady clearly does not cover sports. And Todd Bowles could have torn into her. Like, it was yes. an embarrassing moment. And I'm sure everybody in the room made her look, made her feel like she's probably two feet tall um, by the way they looked at her. But, like, he could have made it bad for her, like, really bad. Um, but he was professional about it. So I'd give him that. Yeah. That's what makes me think like he may have never seen her before and was like, I'm just gonna let this slide. I don't know who this person is and what they're talking about. But in all fairness, like if you're a reporter, you need to be prepared. If you plan to ask that question, like run it by someone like, hey, is this a good idea? I don't really know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't cover sports. Like you can't just be flying off. No, but like that. but the funny <laughs> thing is like she came in like, yeah, I did my work. Like she's checking the weather reports in Detroit and she's looking at the other games over the weekend. See that Buffalo, they had to move that game. I and know. Weather wasn't impacting mm-hmm. Kansas City. Like this is going to be a good one. And she's it like, may have been a producer um, or some sort yeah. of like middle manager coming in and sort of feeding that idea as well. Like that, uh, whoa, that's the whoa, worst. Whoa. We are like, not, we are not doing the talent blaming producers <laughs> thing. We are not doing that here. Okay. They, they I, asked the question. Not here. On her. Not in the here and now. No, we are no, not doing that ever. On the up and up, we are not but... doing that ever. Own your question. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, I will look. say. Let's bust like, toss the guy making 25k. Of, right. Like let's, let's Um no, but like my my problem with the whole thing is like the participation trophy takes like oh, like it's easy to mess that up. That's such a small detail and like people should have been nicer to her. Like again, I thought oh, Bulls no. handled it fine. Like yeah. he could have been you, mean. 
Yes, he could have been yeah. mean. I'm sorry. You deserve to get ripped for that. Like, we've all been there. We've all asked a dumb question. And, sure. like, I'm I'll... sorry. That's that's how it goes. You learn from it. And, it's mm -hmm. yeah, it's not fair. It's a tough spot to be in if you're a news reporter who never covers sports. But I don't want to use the word lazy because maybe she looked up the weather reports, just didn't, like, complete the play. Right. She did it, like, half of it. But, like, man, that's, that's on you. At the end of the day, that's on you, and you deserve to get ripped. Like, you don't, like, get out of here with the – oh it could happen to anyone or defending her people shouldn't be so hard on her i have a tough time with that i would have had a few questions prepared and run it by someone first because also yes. like mm -hmm. if you really don't know what you're doing you kind of have no business asking a question in a press conference like that like just don't ask a question you know, that's you a waste of everyone that's what i'm mm -hmm. saying that was a waste of sure. everyone's time <laughs> no no i think that makes a whole lot of sense and and Again, like, I don't know what kind of pressure that reporter was under uh, in terms of getting some kind of an answer to that. Like, I, I mean, again, like, there, there's so many inner workings that you don't know when it comes to a dynamic like that. But I do know this much. There are fewer and fewer sports departments in local news right now. And I think the probability of silly questions as such will only continue to go up because fewer people with the knowledge to know not to ask silly questions will be in those news conferences. Yeah. Where I yeah. might it's pull back a little bit, Ed, since I went to bat for all my producers. Like if it was a news, I could see where a news producers. producer, news reporter, like, where neither one of them knew and they're bouncing it off each other. Oh, that seems like a great idea. So like, no I, like way. if she that's didn't bounce it off anyone, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like there's, there was so many ways for that it, question to not get to the finish line. Like it, it, it exactly. Never like when you're saying Stop source, gas. you have to ask at least three people, you know what I mean? Something like, like yeah. you should have run this by the cameraman, Call the someone producer, in Detroit. the executive mm. producer. There should have been a meeting, like something. Google where the know? lines like the play. Right. True. Or the photographer is probably well maybe he's a news per she or he is a news person but i was gonna say if the sports the person you're with maybe is a sports photographer covers the bucks all the time ask them what should i ask i don't know sure a lot of stop gaps no like i mean you, you make me go to a crime scene i'm not gonna know what to do i'm not gonna know what to ask like so i guess i got it this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up, we update the latest injury news for Divisional Weekend. That's coming up on the BetQL Network.